everybody. How's it going? Hi, Internet. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Internet works as well. Yeah. Dale, it's December 1st. Oh, wait. Let's just do Merry Christmas, Internet, because that was awkward. Okay. Merry Christmas, Internet. Wait, do we want to count it in again and I can edit that out? Or is nah. this, are we going to run the whole thing? Let's run the whole thing. Okay. It's more endearing. Okay. So it makes us seem like real dudes. We are definitely real dudes. Yeah, the rest of this podcast <laughs> is so professional and polished. They're like, wow, I would really like, I really hate now that Outrage Podcast is so fucking. <laughs> outrage <fake>. Podcast. <laughs> so fake sounding. <laughs> And put together and professionally made in a studio. Uh, Merry winter holiday, Internet. Yeah. Non-denominational, uh, just so that we don't risk offending anyone. Oh, should we have that yearly touch on the Merry Xmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays? I haven't actually seen uh, – we'll lead into that in a second. Hi, I'm your co-host, Eric Boland. I'm your other co-host, Elder Ritter. We are the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring – so now we can get into that. Okay. So every year, and it was like, and maybe it's just that I'm spending less time online now than in previous years. Let me ask you a question about that. How much better is your life? Oh, so much <laughs> right? better. So much better. Dude, today, I can't remember what I was doing, and I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't looked at Facebook in like three days. And I was like, holy shit. It's amazing. That's awesome. Honestly, uh, I probably spend more time on Instagram now than anything. And Instagram is not a place where people traditionally go to argue about shit or pick fights. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is now at the bottom. Like, Twitter used to be the social network I was most active on mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, yeah. To the point where I would just, like, go online and search hashtags or, like, phrases so that I could pick fights with random strangers who I'd never met before in my entire life about their opinions. I'm not going to say you grew up or matured. I'm just going to say you got tired. (laughs) You don't have the energy for that. Well, and then I saw... I, I think what happened is that I saw other people kind of stepping in to fill that void, and suddenly everyone yeah. was doing it all the time. And because I'm a contrarian, I'm like, well, if everyone else is arguing, it's not cool anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. And now I just yell my opinions into a microphone for an hour every week, and that's pretty cathartic. And the best thing about Instagram is it's like the picture book of the internet. It's like in, like Twitter would be like reading a newspaper – of people's anger and Instagram would be like looking at a picture magazine of people's anger. Well, people it's like not even their anger. It's trying people, to brag about themselves. That's the thing. So yeah. Instagram is nice because everyone just puts like the sunniest, most positive version of themselves yeah. forward all the time. So you're like, everyone gets along and the world's a utopia. We finally yeah. achieved it. And it's all pictures and it's good. Cause I follow like, I follow this one site that's like, or one account that's like good design and a bunch of photo ones and a bunch of art and suicide girls because I'm still a cisgender oh, male. Wait, do suicide girls still exist? Yeah, dude, they have a heavy Instagram presence. Interesting. Because I remember, like, back in the day, yeah, if you wanted to see hot, naked, tattooed, or uh, pierced chicks, yeah, that was that was where you went. That's still where you still go. Makes okay. Well, now it, now it's like. On Instagram, they're like, hey, look at this girl. And it's like, it's it's not titties out and it's not like clam, but it's a link to go to their private site to go look at their clam and be like, I do live camera shows. We and don't like, refer to it as a clam. Well, I, okay. So recently, me and a guy at work, 
are the guys I talk to on the video um, when I play video games. We were talking about the game, the noises girls hate when you refer to their clam. And I've just decided clam, although sounding like I'm from Boston and I'm trying to be offensive, <laughs> is the least offensive of them all. It, yeah. Like, what am I supposed to say? Vagina and sound like a science Well, that, yeah, that sounds very, like, medical. I can't call it pussy. Can you not? No, that's like, that's a big bad one. Pussy and panties are like the same level of gr- girls getting grossed outness. It's like moist. Yeah. So oh, I use, yeah. I use the people. So if you say like your moist pussy and your panties. Dale, we just lost like- every female listener <laughs> we have on this podcast. But I think we got some more male listeners. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should just skew male. I mean, actually we <laughs> probably tough. have. We probably have more female listeners we do. than male. Yeah. I so guess they I'm, just they just want to hear They don't. The secret lives of dudes. Yeah. What, dudes actually. Up talk until about? you said those three words yeah. in sequence and now they don't care anymore. Well see, my whole point of saying that was to I use I use to dend my to the P, the P word. defend myself saying clam. Who do you use the P word with? Your girlfriend? Your current girlfriend? My girlfriend. Should I not do that anymore? I don't. If she, if it doesn't bother her, then yeah, by all means, use it. I gotta ask her. I mean, say something. I don't think she would like for the whole forty of our listeners to know that you refer to her vagina as her p word. Oh my god! I'm just gonna start calling it the p word from now on. I mean, <laughs> it'll be like pillow talk. will be like, oh baby, let me see that p word, and it'll like. Kind of, I guess I would de-escalate the whole sexiness of the sexy times. Well, you can't for sure can't call it the c word. That's oh, just you cannot out. say so, Lorna, our can't female listener, who's Scottish, yeah. uh, has said that the c word. I don't think you can refer to that as the c word. You can't call the clam the c word. The other c word, but she said the c word is not as offensive in like Scotland. Yeah, obviously they call each other instead of saying dude like we do here. You can't. They say cunt. Yeah, They're I was like, good. Hey, Dale, what's can't up? Can't say cunt? it. No, you can't. Like you're not Scottish, you can't say that word. Well, British people say it too. The one, the one time I called somebody a c word, like in anger, angrily. Yeah, was uh, I think we talked about this. I think possibly uh, Sam. Yeah. I, I feel like we've had this exact conversation before. Yeah. Um, was uh, our listener Sam's girlfriend, um, and I got banned for life from from their apartment. Do you so. think Sam listens to this in front of her, or she listens to this? I don't think anyone listens to this in front of anyone. That's probably I don't think for she the best. To it, this is like okay. I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast, but I had kind of a sheltered childhood, which. Would probably explain why I'm so overly offensive on purpose now. But my parents used to not let us watch movies until they had watched us first. And although I was angry at the time, I suggest everybody doing that with this podcast. Listen to this podcast first before you go to listen to it with someone else. Because we might say something like the PPP that I said before that probably made all women punch whoever's making them listen to this. Uh, Kate said it's okay. Okay. Uh, she said, uh, I can't even say it, but the P word's okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Why said, can't you say it? You said, say it to the person who matters most. Because when you, to you say it in the like heat of the moment, yeah, or even in just like a one-on-one conversation, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Why are you chuckling? Like it's, it's so funny. Like I'm so juvenile. That thinking of you having sexy time with Kate and saying that Why word are you thinking of that? makes me giggle. Because you just said you tell her the word when it's like when you guys are like in the sheets. Yeah. And you saying that well, word outside of it too. out loud to her is hilarious to me. Uh, she said clam would not go over well. Well, so. you would never you would never say clam when you're talking about sex. It would be like. I think clam would be like the equivalent of dink. OK, so what's the. T- wouldn't it? Like clams and dinks? Should I say any? Okay, so what's your what's your sexy if you're like, oh, I'm gonna put my dink in your blank, what's the blank? It's it's the P word. I You got it. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know, I don't say that too much. I'm I'm more of a action <laughs> and physical don't guy say anything ever than a talking guy because every time i go to say something sexy i just get that thing where it's like you're in a cartoon and you see the words as they leave your mouth and it just makes me giggle it's like yeah if i was like messing around with andrea and i was like hey let me see that p word <laughs> it's it's so hard Can to you say it in that voice and that phrase exactly let you, me know know what? How it goes over it is impossible to say when you're referring to your girlfriend's vagina because you're like it's like i don't know like i would say somebody's pussy but i won't say andrea's p word (laughs) you just did it isn't that weird (laughs) it's like a psychosomatic thing i guess maybe because it makes it less special for me and it's like i'm sharing with everybody else well it's like it's so it's the opposite of what is it like the swearing standards on network television it's like you can say fuck or shit Oh, I don't think you can say no, you fuck can't. or shit. No. But if or in movies or whatever, you can say fuck or shit as like a general expletive. And that's You could fun. say you can have one fuck in a PG movie. But if you direct it towards someone, yeah. Like, like fuck you or eat shit, yeah. then that's an R rating. Yes. If I understand properly. Yeah. So it's like if you're talking directly to the mm-hmm. P word. Yeah, like it's you like, can't. Like you're having a monologue. Like you're, you're, you're yelling oh, into it. Oh, P-word. I'm so glad we found How ourselves. How do we have sex with women? Like, I, don't, I don't I don't know. Understand. That's one thing I've never known. Like that I've ever had sex with any woman. They're like, like if a girl's ever like, oh, you're so sexy. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. I mean, like, I don't look in a mirror like Buffalo Bill and be like, I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? Because I'd fuck me. Because it's just like. It's weird because I think... I mean, everyone should have Buffalo Bill's confidence, I think. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, if I could have one thing from Silence of the Lambs, it would definitely be <laughs> Buffalo Bill's confidence. <laughs> Maybe yeah, his I, deep I, register. There weren't too many other redeeming qualities in I mean, anyone in that movie. The cooking skills of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Like, he's a fine chef. I mean, maybe not cook people parts. Like, Clarice? Was she... Maybe... Was she... Maybe Clarice's good? speech impediment? Was she, but she was like, as far as FBI agents go, she was pretty, I mean, weak and easily manipulated. Wasn't she supposed to be some hot shot, like new recruit? Yeah. But straight off the farm because yeah, I thought, I thought that was a whole, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the P word discussion settled. Yeah. You know what everyone can agree on? What? 
that we call it a butthole. Yeah. And that getting sun on it is a good thing. Yes. According to a Instagram influencer, uh, what's her name? Metaphysical Megan uh, posted this week. This week, a woman's Instagram post promoting the health benefits of hashtag butthole sunning became virally infamous almost overnight. Uh, she's a 28-year-old massage therapist, and uh, she has been sharing photos of herself sunning her perineum. Uh, does over does the it past show month. a picture? Oh, this. Calm down, guys. There's no butthole in the picture. It's just her laying on her back on a rock in like a child's pose, where she's like grabbing on her feet like a baby does when you change it, which just ruin the whole sexiness of the whole situation for me. But she legitimately believes that the asshole yep. absorbs sunlight better than the rest of your body. Okay. I'm going to give you my reasoning of why I think she might be right. Okay. Okay. So the way skin works is once it gets – like when you get the ultraviolet radiation from the sun, it hits your skin – and it helps you digest vitamin D and pull vitamin D from the food you eat. Like I don't think it actually gives you vitamin D straight up, but it like like I just said, it helps you pull the vitamin D out of the sun. But as a self-defense mechanism so you don't get skin cancer, your body develops pigment, i.e. this is why people who live in super sunny climates like people of Africa are really dark because the pigment of their skin has formed to stop sun like – uh, cancer-causing UV rays from going into the skin and getting absorbed. And this is why you get a tan because your body's like, fuck, I'm getting all this cancer rays. I better make a defense mechanism so this doesn't happen. And if you keep sunning every year, like constantly every summer, your, your tan will go away in winter, but it will never go back to base. Now, all this means is... Your butthole doesn't have a tan because you haven't shown it to the sun enough. It's still to probably pure and innocent. Yeah, relatively. so it will it will absorb more cancer causing UV rays from the sun, thus helping you digest vitamin D better. But you're probably going to get skin cancer a lot faster on, on your, your asshole tanks. specifically. Yeah, which would be awful. Yeah. Yikes. But okay, that is a good point though. Yeah. So she is right, but at what cost? <laughs> I mean, she's she's obviously like metaphysical Megan with a name like that. She's obviously going like she could even say just suntan your butt cheeks because those never like I mean, if you're a regular guy who doesn't go to a tanning booth or anything and have like the full tan line, if you're like me, your butt is pretty much Ninety nine point nine percent of the time covered with either underwear, shorts, or pants. I thought you were going to say feces, so I'm glad you didn't take that. Well, no, please, Derek. <laughs> I would never admit that on the podcast. So what I'm saying is, just sun your buns, like your butt cheeks or the inner of your thighs. Like even if you just wear like a g string or a banana hammock for the guys, the like cover up your genitalia and your butthole so you don't go to jail. But the upper part of your legs getting sun, which never gets sun, would help you digest vitamin D just as well as your butthole. Is that that, like that thing where wasn't there like uh, Swedish teenagers for a while were doing the uh, 
like soaking tampons in vodka oh, yeah. and then put it in your butthole and then you would still absorb and you get vodka in your bloodstream. Way drunk, way fast because when you drink alcohol, it mixes with your stomach shit. That's that's the scientific term for stomach Stomach acids. shit, yeah, sounds right. It's, it mixes with all that and it gets diluted and then it's it's also harder for something to go through your stomach wall and into your bloodstream than it is to go through your your like colon skin and into your bloodstream. So if you do... That's like directly into your bloodstream yeah, too. It's like mainlined. I'm pretty sure you could probably get alcohol poisoning very easily if you do that as well. Also, no one's willing to talk about this, but wouldn't it be hard to get a soggy tampon into your own butthole? Or do people clench less than me when they're trying to shove tampons in their butthole? <laughs> do you... Have you documented no, but, this like, Think about... <laughs> Let's get real for a sec. Think about shoving something in your butthole. Anything? Yeah, specifically a tampon soaked in alcohol. Okay, well, no. That would be like a, like a, it's like, oh, take a fistful of like cooked spaghetti noodles yeah. and cram that <laughs> up your asshole. That's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, My whole point is like, I don't know if I'm just. No, you could still pack it in there. Okay. Well, I guess if, you were, if you're size. trying to do it, you'd be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, like you get like a cotton ball. Yeah. You could put a, you could soak a cotton ball in liquid and plug it into your asshole. I still feel like it would be awkward and hard. Not hard, but like the softness <laughs> makes the task difficult is it, what I'm saying. You would have to – it would like ride your finger in there. The finger would be the, the delivery vehicle. The tampon would be the payload. I'm not enjoying this discussion. At hey, all. if you donate <laughs> $5 to our Patreon today, Dale and I will put... Well, I can't because I'm sober. Dale no, will put... No, I can't because I've got... Okay, could we do something other than alcohol? We will put tampons soaked in... Grape juice? Kool-Aid. What? That'd be so <laughs> hilarious if we do this as a stunt. And it is the exact second that we both get diabetes. Yeah, like that's exactly <laughs> what it would be. Uh, just cause a cause a old diabetes flare up. See, my favorite thing. Okay, I like to just tell people what's going on behind the scenes, so they like don't have to start their own podcast and they can know what it's like to have a podcast. But before we started, me and Derek were discussing what we're going to talk about, and I was like, "Let's talk about the Mike Babcock thing." He's like, "Nobody cares about hockey," and then we just talk. 20 minutes about buttholes. Everyone's got a butthole. Not everyone has a hockey coach. That's a very good point. And, yeah. We can talk about the Mike Babcock thing now. Well, I, I feel bad because it makes it look like I was petulantly bringing it up <laughs> just so we could talk I mean, about it. Which may or may not be true. <laughs> but are we... So, I guess we don't have to point out what the outrage over this butthole thing is people just think she's weird and being gross. Yeah. Like I don't even think there was necessarily outrage for it. It was just, she was the, uh, butt <laughs> of a lot of jokes. Hey, yo, and I think it's just like one of those things where people roll their eyes and they're like, Oh, Instagram influencer culture. Here we yeah. go. Cause where else could you find this shit? Yeah. It's like, if you're not bugging a restaurant for a free meal, you're bugging <laughs> us to go take our pants off in public. I mean, <laughs> I was going to I was going to be like uh crass about this and be like, yeah, everybody go show your butthole outside and then just have a bunch of naked people laying on their backs with their legs wide open. Well, I remember we used to go to uh to Wreck Beach fairly regularly. Yeah. And I would sun I would sun my butthole there. 
It, it wasn't on purpose. Like you didn't. Oh, it was on purpose. You didn't pull your cheeks apart just so more sun would hit your sphincter. One of my favorite things to do was to park myself at the foot of the stairs that everyone had to walk down to get there. Yeah. And then like remain bent over <laughs> as often <laughs> as I could. So the first thing you would see when you walked down onto this idyllic nude beach would be my asshole staring you in the face. That's that's a good uh, way to be like. The best part would be people like, oh, fuck. And they can't just turn around and go back up the hundred steps. Yeah, what are you going to do? That's a waste of a trip. Yeah. You're going to suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, And you're going to have that image burden, (laughs) like just walking down through the trees (laughs) onto the beach like in that Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio movie. And there's just a big. Which Leonardo DiCaprio movie? The beach. Oh, Dale. Right. Christ. Right. Right. All right. You want to talk about the Babcock thing? I feel like you do. I do want to talk about the Babcock thing because it's multifaceted and it affected. It wasn't just Mike Babcock. It ended up affecting Bill Peters and then everybody involved. So do you want to explain who these people are? Too, are okay. Uh, Mike Babcock was up until what? Last week, the coach, the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, besides them being a horrible team. And having the worst fans in the league, they also were on a losing skid. So they fired Mike Babcock as the head coach because they figured without a coach, our hockey players will just play better. And then once he was gone, shit, who came out and said he was like abusive and verbally abusive and stuff? Uh, Wasn't it uh, Alim or Akim Alou? Was this okay? So what happened was after Babcock was let go, people, hockey players on Twitter, current and ones who oh, I think it was like the Russian guy or something, they came out and they said they're all like, "Good, he was a terrible man and he was mean to me." Some players said that he would like when they would be on the bench and he's like walking behind them. Are we talking like, about Babcock specifically? We're starting with Babcock okay. and then going to Peters. And he like there were they saying Babcock kicked them in the back? Like one guy said, oh, what was his name? I just saw it today. Hold on. I'm gonna pull up that website I was looking at. Because I think it was oh Sean Avery said Oh yeah. Well Sean Avery's uh So anyways, yeah. So Mike Babcock, the, all these players were like uh, he was visit. He was physically and verbally abusive, and I didn't have a good time under his coaching, which is weird because I thought hockey would be nothing but an easy skate. But then Bill Peters got pulled. Bill Peters, who is the head coach, was he stepped down over the weekend. Was the head coach of uh, Calgary Flames. Because 10 years ago, he was the assistant coach to Babcock in Carolina. Is that the way it works? And I think, I Bill Peters dropped the N-bomb and told, oh, fuck, we should have. It's like I wanted to talk about this so much and I don't remember the names. Who was the player who he said, we don't want to hear your N-word shit that anymore? That was uh, Akim Alou. Okay, so yeah. Apparently, when he was a rookie, he was playing rap music into in the uh, dressing room because apparently the way it works usually is whoever like one guy usually gets to like play the pump up music for the boys. And he kept playing hip hop and the coach 
didn't like it and he told him to turn off, like I said, the N N word shit and he doesn't want it. He's made and the coach told him that he's told him before. And then he pulled the guy into his office and said, look, I've tried, I've told you this before. I don't, I don't understand why you still want to keep playing this. And then he dropped another N word. He, so he walked in before a morning pregame skate and said, Hey, Akim, I'm sick of you playing that N word shit. He said, I'm sick of hearing this N word fucking other N words in the ass stuff, which is a little more offensive yeah, than so, just like. So he, he went full racist and full homophobic. Yeah. And, uh, which gonna say, so we talked about this on the Don Cherry episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Neither one of those things yeah. is that outside the realm of the normal in hockey culture. And yeah. if you want to get angry at me for saying so, go fucking nuts because uh, I have a lot of experience with hockey players. We yeah. both did. We grew up in, you know, small town BC. Yeah. For me to hate a whole sport for um, until my 30s because of my experience with hockey players, you could guess how much fun they usually are to interact with. Yeah. So we saw Je- Jessica Allen. Is that who was, it was her name? Yeah. From Canada's The View or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, took a lot of heat for saying that, like, yeah, a lot of this shit was normal in hockey culture and people lost their minds calling for her to be fired. Yeah. Uh, and no, like, this is another situation of, of this coming to light. But, like, and I don't think it's limited to hockey culture at all. I think that's what no. we're attuned to because we're Canadian. But you look at the same shit in the States with, like, uh, College football. Yeah. Definitely not as much racism because uh, African-American players are much more predominant in that. And oh, yeah, because they're just they better athletes. Yeah. Across um, the board. So, uh, but there is a lot of like, same thing, like toxic asshole coaches um, and this like uh, bullshit idea of like masculinity and hazing and, uh, you know, a lot of like sexual assaults. uh perpetuated by athletes. Um, so I don't like, yeah, I think popular sports culture is uh, pretty fucked up. Uh, and I think people who deny that or get angry when that's, you know, brought to light are just living in denial so that they can keep. It's like the people who like uh, cheered for fucking Greg Hardy, even after he assaulted a pregnant woman and threw her onto a, a bed covered with guns or like all the other NFL players. It's like, I want to cheer for this sports team. Yeah. And that trumps, you know, me being a moral or upstanding human being or expressing outrage over these things. So we're just going to sweep it under the rugs. So Unless it's the that. Kaepernick thing. And then they're fully willing. Oh yeah, man. Don't you fucking dare sit down for the national anthem. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But yeah. assaulting pregnant women. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I guess one of the reasons it's, it's like soccer where for whatever reason, the African-American athlete hasn't fully saturated the sport. Like in hockey, there's only a handful, like maybe one or two per team of African-American hockey players. And like Wayne Simmons, who now plays for the Philadelphia Flyers said, he said he can guarantee every Does single he play for the Flyers. I don't think he plays for the Flyers anymore. Oh no. Sorry. He plays for New Jersey devils. Yeah. Cause he went from the Flyers to the wild Back to the East Coast, so he like went east, west, east. Or wait, is Nashville Center? Yeah, Nashville Center ish, yeah. It's, would it be considered a Western team? No, it's more so. Okay, anyway, so he went from the Flyers 
to the Predators, to the Devils. But he said, I could guarantee you every single black hockey player has been called a racial slur at some point in their career, whether it's being younger or older in their career. Those were his words exactly. <laughs> I know how to say the English language. That was what Wayne Simmons said. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Should've, like should have proofread that one before yeah, posting it there, Wayne. But. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> looks like a Dale tweet, <laughs> except for less typos. And one thing, like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that shit, and it was fucked up. But I got to say. I'm curious to see where you go with this one. Force, I've always insisted that forcing people to listen to a genre of music that they don't want to is a dickhead move. It's not dickhead to the point where you should be racially verbatim or for, I don't know that word. Like, like the guy was out of line by using the N word and yeah. homophobic slurs. Yes. He should have maybe That's said, it. End of statement. Hey, I'm the fucking head coach. End of statement. Could you please play some other music? Yeah. Not, Literally not anything re- else would have yeah. been fine. Cause like for me, I've always detested rap music and country music. Well, damn. When people force me to listen to country music or rap music, I just get angry. And I force you to listen to rap music all the time. Yeah, and I get angry. <laughs> but there are there is some rap music. Oh, some like. rap music. Oh, like snow and no. like vanilla ice. No. And like uh Eminem. No. And uh, I'm, is r- all right. I'm running out of white rap. Okay. Here. I was gonna <laughs> say Cadence Weapon. Oh, okay. He's from he's the he was at one time the poet laureate of Edmonton. He's uh, he's a uh, native native Canadian, isn't he? Indigenous. Yeah, but he's. What do you call African American people when they are not African American but they're indigenously Canadian? Well, he's not indigenous, like. Oh, First I thought Nations. he was like indigenous. I thought he was like First no, Nations. No, ah. I'm pretty sure he is African Canadian. Or Canadian Canadian who looks like an African. We need new words for this. Like we can't just call them black people anymore because fucking racists ruined that. Now we have to like give them like a softer toned word. Oh, his grandfather was a football player. Oh, nice. How? No. But like, yeah. So it's like I. Oh, Buck 65 was so good. Yeah. Him and Buck 65 have a lot like similar flow. I would guess you would say if that doesn't make me sound ridiculous it does but, but i also like um run the jewels are good yeah because uh, there, there's a white guy in it no i like just say that i like killer who, mike yeah who do you like more way more than LP. killer mike or lp i like killer mike you know killer mike's the black one right yeah okay Dale. that's why i like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like especially like 10 years ago there was some terrible rap music like that would have been like that no. Kanye West Jay-Z album. Oh. Uh, Watch in, the Throne? Oh, words in Paris. No, that song is good. That, that song, album is so good. That song is so fucking terrible. That, no. So anyways, the reason why I don't enjoy hip-hop music is a lot of the times... I know what track I'm picking. It's, <laughs> it's, it, um, it accentuates the voice as, like, the rapper's voice as an instrument. So... The music behind the rapper is simple, and sometimes there's like a sharp hi hat noise to count the four beats. So it's like snap, 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 and that little, fucking bugs me. A little too cerebral for me. Yeah, here. but anyways, that's, that's awfully nitpicky thing. Why I don't like it, and I don't like country music 
for the same reason I don't like Ed Sheeran music. Okay. Because I don't like to listen to people whine about their feelings that long. But the thing that makes it racist... Yeah. ...is not only that he said the N-word, but, yeah. like, in hockey culture, yeah. which is predominantly white, yeah. you would never have a coach getting mad at somebody for playing literally any, any other genre of music. Like, country music would be fine. Metal would probably be fine. Mm, death metal? New metal... Would probably yeah maybe die. But and then if a coach, even if a coach took an issue with the genre of music, yeah, they wouldn't say, "Hey, you cracker, fucking uh, white." Trash well, he didn't idiot. call Akeem Alou Whatever. the N word. He's like he wouldn't have walked in and said, "Quit playing this honky bullshit." I'm sick of hearing these honky bullshit assholes honk talking about fuck fucking other, other men in the ass, fucking <laughs> other honky Which bullshit guys in the ass. Question, yeah. Is gay country music a genre? Is there a genre? I'd imagine it's a subgenre. Oh, anyways, I want to kind of backtrack a bit. And when I said you shouldn't make people listen to rap or country. Oh, Lil Nas X uh, came out as the... But he doesn't sing about... There is a a homosexual rapper who sings explicitly about homosexuality. Katie Lang's not a rapper, though. No, I'm talking about country, oh. gay country music. Okay, what I was going to say is... Frank Ocean is a gay rapper. I understand that people don't like death metal uh, and Kevin black Astrak metal. from Brockhampton, gay okay. rapper. And I don't make people listen to uh, black metal because I'm a nice guy who understands that people don't like death metal music at all. Mm, unless you have a taste for I've it. I've been there when you've made people listen to... But you did it, like, explicitly to be obnoxious and yeah. subject other people. Oh, like, one time I've done it was me and Derek used to work in the kitchen, and there was a aspiring independent rapper there who not good. played not just not a good hip-hop and rap music, but independent, terrible fucking music. And I was like, look, guy, this is too much. If you're going to make me listen to rap music, I'm going to make you listen to death metal. And he was like, no, you won't. So he, like, listened to rap, and then I listened to death metal. And it had... The exact kind of reaction I thought it would where he lost his shit and flipped out. And I was like, there you go. But of course, he wasn't like, very good point, Dale. I see the error of my ways and I will not like make you listen to terrible rap music. The thing about working in kitchens, and I'm going to pivot away from the music in just a second here. Um, but the thing about working in kitchens where you had like, you know, seven or eight dudes all in their early or mid 20s. Uh, working together and only one person could have control of the stereo is that it usually just became this like escalating arms race to uh, see who could piss everyone else off with their music the most. Okay, so musical opinions notwithstanding. Yeah. The shitty thing about this is that this hockey coach's behavior and Badcock's hockey coaching behavior... It's not unique to the two of them. It's oh. not unique to the NHL. It's you could find hockey coaches like this at every level of hockey, including uh, where children are involved, like little little kids. Um, there's coaches who believe that the best way to motivate their team uh, is to berate and bully and uh, fucking shame them and verbally abuse them. Like, I wonder how much John Tortorella is fucking sweating right now. Wait, oh. Is he even employed anymore? Is he still with... Uh, Isn't he the coach of Columbus? Columbus. Is he yeah. still with Columbus? I'm pretty sure. He was at the beginning of the season. Because that guy has to, like... John Tortorella, uh, former Canucks coach, 
that guy is like widely renowned around the league for just like not having control of his emotions. (laughs) Like he went to fight the entire Calgary Flames dressing dressing room room. after because he is still currently the coach. There you go. Dale was right. Um, but there, and that's fine. Like when you're dealing with adults, sure. Fuck whatever. It's still not cool. But when you're dealing with like little kids, yeah. um, that, that shit cannot be happening. And I don't know how many parents are aware of the dispositions of even at like, if you look at the elite level and like rep teams, I think a lot of parents in those situations are willing to overlook shitty coaching behavior because, Okay. This I mean, actually isn't even limited to hockey because it yeah. goes beyond like same thing in the office or uh, anywhere. If people get results by being fucking shit stains of human beings, they're yeah. usually given a pass to do that. Oh yeah. Like I worked in, like I was working, I was in advertising. I was doing the graphic design half of advertising and there was this old ad guy who was well known for how verbally abusive he was. He wasn't like, a racist, but there was like all these tales of him, somebody getting his lunch order wrong. So he fucking whipped it at the wall and like nothing happened to the guy. And then I got in a screaming match with him once because he was just saying like, we are terrible workers. And then I got pulled into the office and they're like, you can't have a pissing contest with this guy. And I was like, well, people are going to quit if he doesn't stop yelling at them. And they're like, Oh, Oh, uh, but since he gets like so much results, they weren't like gonna do anything, and they were gonna solely no. They came at you yeah. versus yeah. They're like you have to back off, and I'm like, because I don't have that thing where it's like Dale. It's in your best interest not to yell back at this senior staff person, and I'll just let it go, and then later be like, ah, it's probably a mistake. Uh, but I wonder if now with like so, and I'm not gonna say this is the same as the Me Too thing, but I wonder if it like. It is in that people who have historically delivered results or achieved success being given a free pass to just be shitty human beings in general uh, due to like the the rise of our cultural sensitivity around these incidents. Like, is that is that over and done with now? Could somebody verbally berate employees uh, and, you know, without sexually harassing them? Would that be given a pass in, in today's day and age? I don't think it would. I mean, if you're just saying mean shit, like you're dumb, it might be given a pass. But if as soon as you go racist or homophobic, like everybody knows that that's fucking wrong and everybody's willing to act on it now. So I don't think you could get away with this anymore. And like you said, you didn't want to like equate this with me too, but it's absolutely like that. Whereas like you see like players like the aforementioned Wayne Simmons stepping forward and then, um, Oh, what was that guy who pushed down the ref and got suspended for it? Oh, uh, whatever. Also, Kane, Evander Flames. Kane? Is that it? Wait. Was it Kane? The guy for the Sharks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he pushed the ref down. And then when they asked him why he did that, this was like a month ago, he said something about how it's harder for a black man in hockey because they're mistreated and stuff and everybody's like what but now that all this is blowing up everybody's like oh yeah he was telling the truth and i'm glad it's happening because with the me too thing it was like it was awesome because now some disgusting human beings lost their jobs and hopefully the same thing happens in hockey like if you were a racist homophobic piece of shit 10 years ago 
sorry, it was 10 years ago, but you're still going to lose your job. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. So, you know, be on notice. If you've just generally been a shitty human being, uh, stop doing that and be nicer to people. Yeah. Should always just be nicer to people anyways. And you know, just bring donuts to work for no reason at all because yeah. people will love you. They will. That's Unless, the easiest way to come yeah. across as a nice person is to just show up with food. And it's like what? 13 bucks a dozen? Yeah. And that's actually in any situation. Just yeah. bring food wherever you go. If you're meeting a person for the first time, offer them a snack. If yeah. you're starting a job or you're going into work, stop and bring some donuts. If you're showing up at a house party, uh, you know, bring like a pizza or something. Oh, man. Donuts at a house party? That would go over that so That would also well. bring donuts everywhere. You're like, I brought donuts for everybody. Nobody is going to be like, you brought donuts, <laughs> asshole. Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, donuts! And then have one. And then and the best part is you're like, oh, I'm on a diet. I can't eat donuts. I can't like, eat donuts. But I don't want to be rude, so I'll have half. And then you enable people to yeah. break their diets. Yeah. So that they associate you with the shame spiral they enter later on. Yeah. But you're still a good guy. You are. Because who can hit the guy that brings donuts? It's their lack of self-control. Not your fault for bring enabling. You're not like a donut enabler. You're just the guy who's trying to make a gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's well, good. with that uh, helpful advice, we're going to take a quick break. Maybe eat some donuts. Who nice. Knows? I got a hanker. We got a Tim Hortons right downstairs. You do have a pile of tasty cakes. We do. Over there. I will be posting another video for uh, those interested parties listening Ooh. to the podcast. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Ding, ding, a ling, ding, ding, a ling, ding, ding. That Christmas song, right? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, then I just forgot the, I forgot the dings, like right when I started. All right. You know that song has actual lyrics? Does it? Yeah. What are they? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I know they sing words, though. Oh, really, dude? Okay, Dale. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about first? We got a grab bag of shit that has okay. nothing to do with each other, so segues will Let's be impossible. Let's talk about... Well, I know one segue we can make between the two. Okay, we'll lead off with... we're talking about Kid Rock, how much he hates Oprah, and then we're going to talk about Black Friday. Probably not. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> so Kid Rock, you know, he was he owns his own club in Nashville. One thing I didn't know. Wait, 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 wait. Not only does he own his own club or restaurant or bar or whatever the yeah. fuck it is, it is called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. I'm gonna... I'm a fan of Brevity. That's fucking... That is a horrible business name. I like it just because it's so long. It's it's obnoxious. It's like it's one of those things that it's so ridiculous. You kind of got to like... <laughs> that's, that's funny. It's so long. Although, I w- controversial opinion, I don't mind Kid Rock. 
That Bow to Bow song when it first came out, I was into it. And there's like dirt bikes jumping in the video. Yeah, okay. I was a Kid Rock fan because I liked like all the shitty new metal shit. So oh, yeah. when like Kid Rock first came out, I was like, this is amazing. And then uh, I wasn't 17 anymore. Do you want to do you want to know something crazy? So Kid Rock was slated to be the first breakthrough white rapper. And he was like, he had like oh, no his music like going him. and shut up there. <laughs> and he was, he was all poised to like record an album and take off. And then Vanilla Ice came out. So like Kid Rock's been in the business since the mid nineties. And then once Vanilla Ice came out and just like kind of stole his whole, I'm a white guy who raps stick. He had to go back to the drawing board and he went back to the only other thing white people make music and that's country infused rock and roll. So do you think... Yeah. Question. Yeah. If Kid Rock had been a rapper... Yeah. Instead of a rock country kind of guy... Yeah. Do you think he would still be... Do you think he'd be more liberal or Democrat as a rapper than... Because now his whole persona is like, I'm a good old boy. I love President Trump. I own a restaurant called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk <laughs> Rock and Roll Steakhouse, uh, which also faced some controversy in January of this year after a huge neon sign showing a facsimile of a woman's buttocks was installed on the premises. What's uh, wrong with that? Uh, Nashville City Council ultimately allowed him to keep the sign despite strong opposition from some members who felt the image would leave tourists with a vulgar impression of the city. I want to see oh, what this sign looks okay. like. Okay, so you allow Kid Rock to own this, like, 10,000-word essay as a title, Restaurant, where is probably themed to dirty-ass honky-tonk music, but you don't want it to people to think Nashville's offensive. But you let Kid Rock in your city, people are going to think it's oh, offensive. Oh, is this all it is? What? Oh. It's like the bottom part of a guitar that's made to look... Like an ass, a little bit. Yo, people in Nashville, settle down. That is nothing. Well, we don't want people to think Nashville's vulgar. And it's it's like, guys, it's it's like we get that it's a butt, but it's barely a butt. It's yeah, barely butt. Like us talking about all that butthole sunning, and then you say he had a neon sign that looked like a butt. I was expecting like butthole in the picture. Have you ever seen, it's always so funny to me where people like, and I've seen this crop up a few times. You mm -hmm. remember, uh, what was it? Goatsy? Yeah. Where like the, Oh yeah. It's like the first viral video in like the late nineties off the video, off the internet of, which like, if you don't know what this is, wait, was it Goatsy? Yeah. It was, was the Goatsy. guy. Yeah. Okay. If you don't know what this is and you're over the age of 16, 18, yeah. 21, 32, 32, go Google it on a work computer, preferably. If <laughs> you are under the age of 32, stop listening to our podcast and go back to school. Yeah, please. It will just ruin your brain. But there's like you will see occasionally uh, and I've seen a show up like people will somehow work like goatee. Yeah. Referential designs into things that have like nothing to do with anything and yeah. because not too many people are aware of it. Or enough that, like, people are like, oh, that's, like, clearly a guy spreading his asshole open. Yeah. But a lot of people are just like, oh, it looks like a two it, It's like people who weren't on the internet a lot before the late 2000s won't get the reference. So it's like, 
I guess, kind of like, I don't know, people on the internet call them normies, and that's just people who aren't well-versed in internet culture. Like, like, like <laughs> Gutsy on the move, or Wi-Fi on the move. <laughs> yeah, so what Derek is Googling, so you know, is uh, it's basically they'll put two hands on, the, like, so that people think they're holding something, <laughs> but it looks like they're just, like, ripping it open. I think they drew the hands on that. Uh, on the McCafe glove, or on the McCafe Oh, right, McCafe it just looked cup. like, okay. It's two mittens together, and then someone's like, well, these look like a butt cheeks and legs. And it's true, like, if you if you know what Goatsy is, you'll start seeing it everywhere. It's like that Jim Carrey movie, The Number 23, and once you, like... Supposedly, once you watch that, you start you seeing start the number seeing it everywhere. everywhere. Especially if you're watching hockey or basketball. What was another one from around that? Oh, Lemon Party. That was uh, oh Lemon Party. Yeah, Tub Girl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Blue Waffle. Uh, yeah, those yeah. are all all bad. Yeah, and that this was this was just like well, I guess Tub Girl was a video, and Lemon Party was a GIF, or was it a video? It was a video. Yeah. Okay. Goatsy was just a picture. Everything else we said was a video. And then I guess the most famous example of this is Two Girls, One Cup, where people just show each other videos that are super gross and then to get them. And then, like, it just went too far and then people shared videos of people dying and shit. Well, I think that was also, like, uh, the uh, Two Girls, One Cup is, like, the last time I actually remember the internet coalescing around these videos. And, like, everyone knew about it. Everyone yeah. talked about it. And then all that shit just moved to Pornhub and became, like, mainstream actual fetishes. Yeah. And uh, now that doesn't happen. Because what would you have to do to shock people who, like, grew up on the internet? Like, what would you actually have to do to shock people on the internet now? Nothing. That's, like, one of the weird things about society right now. Like, on, like, the surface level and professional interactions – we're all we're all like striking down on sexism and racism and homophobia, but on the internet side of our culture, we are all just like pretty much sociopaths where nothing will shock us. It's like we're Japan to the yeah. extreme now, because in Japan oh, yeah. they're like very prim and proper up front outside mm-hmm. of the house, and then like in their you know more private moments, it's yeah. like uh, the weirdest fucking shit you could possibly imagine. Yeah, like that's where Tub Girl came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do we even get into the <laughs> Kid Rock stuff? Well, we probably should. Yeah. So anyways, he was saying how much – so he guts on – I forget stage the name already. At Kid Rock's Honky Talk butt loving uh, whatever. There's a guitar house. that's shaped like a lady's butt that it makes Nashville super offensive. Bar, Honky Tonk. Steakhouse. Arena, Steakhouse. Fun times. <laughs> Anyways, so he's there and he gets on stage and he starts going off on how much he hates Oprah because oh, he also said how much he hates other talk show hosts and such. And it doesn't say why he was saying it. All the talk show hosts he named were women. He mentioned Oprah. He mentioned Joy. Uh, Behar. Behar. Joy Behar. And uh, uh, Kathy Lee. Gifford. Gifford. Thank you. So basically. Wait. Kathy Lee Gifford? Kathy Lee Gifford's that, like, redhead who had the picture of the beheaded Trump. Her? Was that Kathy Lee Gifford? No, yeah. that wasn't... Oh, that was Kathy Kathy Griffin. There we go. Kathy Griffin. Thank I don't you. know who Kathy Lee Gifford is. She used to host... Uh, oh, Regis, Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> I guess maybe he's just lambasting anybody who's been... 
um, verbally de- de- um, demonizing of Donald Trump. Ooh, Kathy Lee Gifford is still alive. Okay. God bless. So he's like, he's a big Trump fan. Like there's pictures of him in the White House. So I'm guessing that this was probably politically motivated. Yeah, almost definitely. But he said it was because five years or so ago, he was going to go on the Oprah show. Or wait, wasn't Oprah gone five years ago? No, she's still at her show. She's always at her show. No, like on air. It's not on air anymore. Yeah. No, it's not. It's just on her network now, isn't it? No, she doesn't host the Oprah Winfrey show. She does. I literally just saw her interview Malcolm Gladwell. Maybe it's not on like network she has TV, a podcast. but it's like... She has an Oprah podcast. What? Anyway, so yeah, she he was saying that he was good. His people told him to go on the Oprah Winfrey show, and he said, and then her people, the producers, were like, "Give us five reasons why you love Oprah," and he's like, "That dumb, that shit is." And then he, in his tweet, he had a picture of the pride flag, which I don't condone. I've long been Wait, a what person was, who what says was the point of the pride flag that's gay. Like he was saying. Him saying five things he love about Oprah is gay. Like, we should have all just pivoted into saying that's lame because... Yeah, it's really easy to swap that out with another word. That's lame or that's dumb. Which, side note. Yeah? In, uh, so now, you know, with the, um, the gender equality thing. Yeah. Uh, a trick that has worked for me, Mm -hmm. uh... It's because I, I was a really bad offender for always referring to a group of people as guys, being like, hey, you guys. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, it was always you guys. Yeah. Those guys. Or dudes. Whether it's girls or yeah. dudes or mixed. Like a group of people. Like, I'll call a group of women guys. I'm like, hey, guys. I'm yeah. like, I mean, ladies. Or- so, try this on for size. Yeah. Y'all. Ah. And that does kind of work with the Kid Rock thing as well, but I've, I've started using it, just being yeah. like, y'all, and you get to sound like a cool Southerner. Yeah. And you don't offend anyone. And so you, it's just it's just on the cusp of being said enough that it's still kind of hipstery and cool to yeah. say y'all. I like that. I'd like That's to a recommend very it. very good tip. Work, work that into the vernacular. I was going to say, hey, fucking dickheads, because that is also gender neutral. Hey, equal opportunity shitheads. Hey, fuckers. That's also a good one. But what if they're not fucking? What if they're incels? I mean, I guess if you're not, not a welder, inclusive. you can't really say that shit at work. You cannot. Correct. No. In places where they have a HR department. Yeah, we have an HR department, but I think they just sign our checks at this point, <laughs> because I don't know if anybody's had... HR complaints made against them. Well, I guess like in my shop, if you have like an HR complaint against you, it was like old timey offensive, like the hockey coaches we were talking about before offensive. Anyway, um, Kid Rock hates women, but he says he's not racist. Hates. He wants to point out he hates Oprah, but he's not racist. And you know what? I kind of hate Oprah too. What? Not because she asked me to go on her show and I didn't want to, but just because I don't enjoy show i mean i'm allowed to not enjoy stuff yeah but to dislike her as a person i mean yeah because of her show yeah i don't know like i dislike. oh my thing is i dislike the um the way her voice sounds i guess because andrea loves her because now she's now Oprah's doing this whole mindfulness thing, like you said, she was talking to Ma- Malcolm Gladwell and stuff. So she's 
doing this podcast now where she talks to like, uh, who's that other guy? The mindfulness guy, the like mainstream mindfulness guy, Deepak Chopra. Okay. Like Andrea was like, listen to this Deepak Chopra who on also has an annoying voice to listen to just like the way they pronounce words and stuff. And like the thing about Oprah is she has all these like weird pauses that trip me up when I'm listening to her voice. This is just like the rap thing I was talking about before where you said it was too cerebral where it's like, I don't know. I have this thing where like noises bug me and shit. So uh, uh, misophonia. Yeah. Like I, I say I dislike Oprah because of the way like she uses pauses for emphasis and stuff when she's talking, but I fully realize that's, that's just my own craziness and I don't, expect other people to hate her for the same reasons because they're you everybody else probably i mean especially if you're listening to this like the way people talk doesn't bug you as much as it does me like there's been so many podcasts where it's like like the thing i do with podcasts is i turn it on i'm like does the guy's voice or lady's voice or y'all's voice annoy me there you go and it's like five minutes in and there's so many podcasts where i'm like that guy's got hamburger mouth. That guy's got marble voice. What the fuck voice. is hamburger mouth? Hamburger mouth when you talk like this and all your like words just kind of like it's just like you're you don't have the ability to enunciate your words crisp enough so that they sound all like mashed together. But I also hate when people enunciate too much and their words are too crisp. Like when people say etc. and stuff like that. God, dating that you must be a treat. <laughs> wow, it's not. <laughs> It might be why I was single for over 10 years. Okay. So if Oprah yeah. spoke more like, say, a white male, would you be more in favor of her? Which white male? <laughs> I don't it's know. Not, Re- Regis filmed it. It's not the color of her skin. It's the sound of her voice that annoys me. And if you're going to say that the sound of her voice is attributed to the color of her skin, that makes you a racist. Yeah, I don't know. I think Oprah talks pretty Actually, I Wait, don't think I would for... like this. Uh, listen to a Regis Feldman fucking <laughs> <laughs> <a good> podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, the worst is like when you listen to ex-athletes and they've got like fucking fucked up nose shit, so they're like mouth breathers and yeah, they have this and like weird in their brains. Thing. Yeah, the like Steve Austin has a CTE. podcast. Which I can't listen Wait, to. Wait, Steve Austin has a podcast? Yeah, like The Wrestler. He's nope. had one for... I don't know if he still has it, but he had it for years. But his like... The way he talks is like... You can tell his nose is all fucked up and his sinuses are. I was like, I, I can't listen to this anymore. This is too much. So... In closing, I would like to say... When closing on this is... I don't like Oprah because I don't like the way she talks. Which... I don't know if that's unfounded or founded. It's, yeah. Do we have any further comments on Kid Rock? Uh, oh, I just also want to add that he was drunk enough that he got forcibly removed from the stage at a restaurant he fucking owns. <laughs> How drunk do you have yeah, to be? Like, people say that forcibly removed, but most people would call that saving you from yeah. yourself. <laughs> Like he got off all this Oprah rant and look how much trouble this got him in. Could you imagine if they just left what him What do you want to send next? Yeah. 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 So I, I was like, there's this theory I have where someone told me it's like when people are at a certain level of drunkenness, they become who they've been trying to hide. So in a situation like this, Kid Rock, I guess maybe, I don't know why he would try to hide how he doesn't like Oprah. 
but this it just all came flooding out in an inopportune time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's always an inopportune time to say you don't like Oprah. So you think I should... Yeah, I'm just going to edit that whole segment out because she is universally adored. She is. She's the most loved scab eater. She made her billion off of other people's pain and pointing it out and being like, this person's in pain. Oh, an interesting thing. Let's talk about it. I learned about her is that she, uh, earlier this summer, they had some wildfires in Hawaii where they had to like evacuate part of the island. Mm -hmm. And Oprah apparently owns a fucking ranch in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And she also owns like the entire road leading up to the ranch. And people needed this road to uh, be able to evacuate from like one side of the island to the other. Yeah. And Oprah just like owns the whole fucking road and has a gate on it at all times. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't, let people through to evacuate so oh yeah this sounds like a lovely person we should not say we don't like i mean i'm sure she's got some pretty shady shit going on, but she also has enough money to conceal that forever yeah um like what are you gonna do like the whole dave one of the things reasons that dave Chappelle said he went to africa when he quit the Chappelle show was that oprah was threatening him because of how much she said the n-word on his show and she said you were giving like black like african-american people a bad reputation by saying all this stuff so they were trying to force him to change what he was saying so he just said fuck it and went to africa and walked away from it so this is like where we get into conspiracy theories like what like oprah has a whole bunch of money and she got it I'm not going to say from nefarious means because she had a legitimate talk show and people legitimately loved it and watched it. People tune into that, yeah. And people still legitimately love her and love her podcast. So she probably just made all her money the good old-fashioned way from showing people who were in pain and then like bringing them out on stage and exploiting them for other people to watch. I mean, she's well known for her charity work, so she's not a completely evil person. I don't even think she's evil. I just think she's like capitalize on on some situations that were bad but i guess overall if it was like a scale of karma she's probably close to neutral so like i don't hate her as a person or say that she should go to jail or anything i just don't like the way her voice sounds which is fine but i'm not going to tell people to not listen to it like I'm not going to be like you all shouldn't listen to Oprah. Why you should are all you hate still her. Talking I don't know. <laughs> like when should I interject so that we stop <laughs> talking about Oprah? That time is now. Okay. Hey, you know no what more else? Oprah. <laughs> you know, yeah, Kid Rock. Fuck whatever. I don't yeah. think he's particularly relevant anymore, so I'm not concerned about. Oh, him. that was sorry, and that was another thing I was going to bring up. I was like, huh, fairly odd how Kid Rock just comes out of nowhere and gets into into media once everybody's forgotten about him. Yeah. It's like stars have this thing where it's like, well, nobody knows who the fuck I am. Maybe I should just pop off and get some <laughs> Better infamy. get blackout drunk and say some bullshit on stage <laughs> so that – and to yeah. like target like a universally beloved person. Yeah. Like this could have been very calculating on – Oh, definitely. Was. Like he could have just talked about someone else he's had to run in that he didn't enjoy his time with. And yeah. no, but everybody would have been like, yeah, we don't care. But it was like Oprah was like, oh, you can't say that. He could have gotten up there and been like, you know what? If you put the sun on your asshole, you will absorb so much more vitamin D. Uh, Do you want to talk about what? Black Friday, gender neutral Santa, both of those things? Yeah. Let's talk about both those things. So Black Friday happened. 
Yeah, Black Friday happened. Did you make any Black Friday purchases? I did. What'd you buy? I bought two pairs of Lululemon sweatpants, one of which I am currently wearing. Ladies. Uh, I want to say... His ass looks magnificent. It does. So, uh, my entire life I've been like, fuck sweatpants. I'm never going to be the kind of guy who would like wear sweatpants in public. Like, You know what it was? It was elementary school shaming. That's why I gave up on... like. A grade six, I remember the day I wore jogging pants to school. I was like, man, I love jogging pants. These are so comfy. And then there's this girl I kind of had a crush on. She's like, ew, you're wearing jogging pants? We don't wear those anymore. They're gross. And I was like, I am never wearing jogging pants never again. again. And it took me till my 30s. Weirdly, track pants were okay, which are like essentially the same thing with stripes on them. Yeah, because sweatpants are like, I'm a loser, Who's not willing to put on normal people clothes and stay at home? But I mean, track I still pants are. Believe that. I'm a loser who's not willing to put on clothes. Or am I going to work out? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> Sweatpants were always like, yeah, same thing for me. I was yeah. like, they're dirty and only like lazy people who have completely given up on life wear them. And then I got these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I got these on Friday. Yeah. And I have not taken them off since I put them on. I went out in public yesterday. I went out in public today. I'm debating seeing if I can throw on a collared shirt and wear them to work tomorrow because they are that fucking comfortable. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Maybe I'll wear them under my work pants. I was going to say, if you are going to do this, that is a Wednesday, Thursday experiment. You never fucking do anything experimental when you're going to work on Monday because everybody's had two days off. They're all like fucking keen and on point, And if they see something they don't like, they're going to mention it. But if you wait till the middle of the week when they're like kind of already run down and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of dead inside and I'm not enjoying myself. Though they're more liable to let stuff slide. Let it slide. Or even just wait until casual Friday and be yeah. like, I took it super casual this week and I wore sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, so I got two pairs of sweatpants. I got uh, four pairs of sunglasses. Four got, pairs of sunglasses. Yeah, there's this uh, website called, uh, they're like a sunglass retailer brand called Knockaround Sunglasses. Yeah. And they had a thing where if you spent $50, you would get two free pairs of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. And their sunglasses are $25 a pair. So I bought two pairs of sunglasses and got two free pairs of sunglasses. Oh, bargain. Four pairs of sunglasses That's for $50. Cheap. When you said I bought four pairs of sunglasses, I was like, this has got to be over $100. <laughs> like, what an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and then I got uh, 23andMe, the genetic testing kits. Yeah. Uh, I got one of those. And oh, we, we could actually tie this into the podcast because 23andMe was that thing where it's like, everybody's like, oh, let's fucking do this. And then they sold all their information too. and people are like i don't know how this is bad but i don't like this yeah but it's which i like i'm not a person i mean i know i'm generally aware i should be more concerned about my privacy mm-hmm. um and like my genetic data being sold to um i think the main thing that people are concerned with and the use case that people were really worried about was that they're selling them to insurance companies yeah so if you want to go get life insurance oh, yeah, and we your dna about this. shows that you have like a genetic predisposition yeah. towards anything that could make an insurance company have to pay out yeah we talked about this policy. last week yeah um yeah. no we did already talk about it yeah because we were talking about with the cyber truck and control cars oh no wait and yeah anyways we were talking about the life insurance thing where it's like if you have a genetic marker for something but you don't actually have that disease they're still going to be like, we're not giving going to cover you because you have this genetic marker. Yeah. 
So, and that's the main, and then they're also selling like aggregate data to drug manufacturers just to mm-hmm. be like, these are all the like health issues that are going to face our population. So start selling those drugs. See that thing you just said there, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like if they're like, Hey, this is what our population is going to face. Let's preemptively make something. Manufacture some drugs or to come up make- with this problem go away. It's good up to a point until drug companies are like, you know what? If everyone's going to be needing this kind of drug, we're going to just slowly ramp up the price Ah. over the next five or 10 years. But even then that's not a byproduct of this company selling your data. It's a byproduct of capitalism being shitty and everyone trying to monetize human suffering as much as possible. Yeah. Like everybody keeps pointing out these problems and like, even with capitalism and stuff, it's like, yeah, greed is bad. You're not going to like, Somehow, like if 23andMe didn't sell your genetic information to drug companies, drug companies wouldn't would just not stop being greedy all of a sudden. No, they'd they still be the just same. find other ways to yeah. do it. Um, so I am super curious to find out exactly what mix of super white I am. Uh, I think there's going to be some some hidden treats in there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very white. That'd be sweet if there was like some sort of like. Oh, dude, could you? Okay. First of all, I just have to preface what I'm going to say next by I don't necessarily believe in past lives. I just like to entertain the thought because it would be fucking dope if it was true. What if there is a 23andMe for past lives? Yeah. If past lives exist That'd be and they're mega like, cool. you spit in this cup and they're like, okay, from this year you were this, from here you were this, this, and this. And that would be so fucking rad except for everybody's like, oh, I was a king in a past life when there's still only one king. And not everybody get like there would be so many people who claim like they were Amelia Earhart in a past life when that's impossible. It's <laughs> not even that far. It's <laughs> not that long ago. Well, I was just I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. Okay, like uh, um, Alexander the Great. Amelia. There, that's a further back one. I wanted to be I wanted to be gender gender inclusive. <laughs> but okay, you know what I mean. Like, wouldn't that be right? <laughs> Wasn't that like a hundred years ago? Oh wait, we haven't even had even that, it hasn't even been ago. a full century. I will <laughs> never get over the fact that you wanted to be gentle. Like you could have done like Cleopatra or Catherine the Great, or like instead uh, you were like, oh, that woman who was alive eighty years ago and uh, failed to fly could possibly the world. still be alive if she was Fuck. like hundred and twenty. Oh my okay. god! But that would be cool if they're like gave you all this information. Or yeah, that's about it. Is that is that all you got? Uh, wait. What else did I get? Oh, and then I just bought like assorted gifts for other people, nothing okay. for you. But you know, I feel like that's the like I don't like the biggest appeal for Black Friday is yeah. like if I sit on things I want to get people for Christmas all fucking year until Black Friday. Yeah, I might save money on those things. For me, like everybody's like, oh, people waste money on Black Friday by buying stuff you don't need. But like you, I made a couple purchases. Like I bought two Vans shirts. Nice. Because usually they're like 30 bucks each, but they were like $20 and then buy one, get one free. So it was like, no, they're, yeah, anyways. <laughs> I think I say, you're doing the math now. And you're no, like, buy one, get one half off. Did I pay more? So I ended up paying $30 for two shirts, which is good. Nice. And I like Vans shirts because they're longer, so they cover my plumber's crack, which 
Don't worry, I'm well aware of how offensive it is to show off my plumber's crack it's always because there. every person alive has told me. It's always there. I'm glad you got those shirts, personally. Yeah. Also, I bought work boots. Oh, Which shit. were $60 off. And this is the good thing about Black Friday, like you said. If you save up your purchases and just wait till they go super cheap and then buy the stuff you need, then it's good. Like, I saved $60 on work boots and, like... It's not like I didn't need them. It was just I was waiting for them to go on sale, and then I bought them, so I saved money, and I did it the right way. Whereas everybody keeps complaining about Black Friday because they're like, oh, if you buy stuff you don't need, then you're not saving money because you shouldn't have bought that stuff in the first place. Sure, though. Don't buy something just because it's on sale. Yeah. Buy something because you need it. Yeah, and it's like I don't – there's nothing I nothing that I bought for Black Friday – would have warranted waiting in line, but I don't think you have to wait in line for Black Friday anymore. No, there were a lot of uh, threads online where people were contrasting uh, Black Friday in America, where you definitely still have to wait in line. Oh, yeah. uh, and there are like crazy fucking stampedes in like wall. And I guess it's all like part of it. And this is going to sound like cringely woke of me to say, um, but a lot of the stuff when people are like Black Friday shaming, like. It's usually in places like Walmart or like Target or places where like people will go and line up to buy shit because they are poor. That's fine. Yeah, because it's big ticket like it's items. Like super fucking classist for everyone to be like, look at these fucking animals yeah. like stampeding. Whereas like for some people, that's the first fucking new TV they've been able to buy in like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Like they still have one of those big old two motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? Yeah, and like, so people are always like, oh, this is so gross. Look at the, how these humans behave. But like desperation brings out the worst in people, man. Like, oh yeah. And uh, I've probably been desperate enough in my life to throw down i never did to yeah. throw down into whereas like so people were posting like pictures of uh you know poor people at walmart in america acting like shitheads and then like rich people perusing the eaton center in toronto <laughs> all orderly and nice and being like look how different all cultures are yeah because 30 uh, percent off 1500 dollars isn't enough to cause people to line up. Yeah. It's still way too fucking expensive. It's not. And, like, a lot of people, like, uh, would just pay, like, you can afford to pay full price. So you don't yeah. give a fuck about, like, saving a tiny bit of money or even saving money at all. Um, yeah. Whereas for some people, like, saving that money and being able to get that thing at that price is the difference between getting it or not getting it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's like the thing. Like I was always like, I don't get Black Friday why anybody would line up for stuff. But it's like, yeah, if you're if you could say get like a big big new TV, it's just the easiest example that we keep going back. Like they might, or let's say like you're a poor person and you don't have a washer dryer. Yeah. And you and if you've ever not had a washer dryer and had to go to the fucking laundromat, it is the fucking worst. So Walmart has. Do they sell appliances at Walmart? I think so. Sells okay. Like How about just a store that sells appliances? You can you. It's like it, it's the difference of you having a washer dryer for your family or not having a washer or dryer. or having to spend six hours a week going back and forth yeah. between a laundromat. That's worth lining up 
and maybe getting a little pushy shovey. It's not worth getting in a fist fight for. Or because, shooting people. Wait, I'm yeah. going to see how many people are shot this year. Another uh, case where that might come up is like if you're getting gifts for your kids and you want to get your kids who have grown up poor, like a Nintendo Switch or something. Yeah. Something that so kids don't feel uh, just, shit. And this is going to be a segue to our next topic. Just say so kids stop getting bullied at school. Yeah. Which, That's what it is. Um, and this is something something else completely unrelated to Black Friday, uh, but that I do see crop up every year is uh, it's usually people who work in like child care, social care, sharing this thread. That's usually like, don't tell your kids that the big ticket items you got them came from Santa. Tell them that they came from mom and dad and then Santa gets them something like modest. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for that is because a lot of times kids who grow up poorer or in more disadvantaged families will come to school and hear like, oh, Santa got me a fucking Nintendo Switch or a brand new Mercedes Benz yeah. or, you know, what the fuck ever. <laughs> what kid is, what kid who still believes in Santa is getting, getting a Mercedes? A, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then a lot of these other kids who grew up poor uh, yeah. get shit from Santa and they feel like, like that feels shitty. Like you think like Santa is this objective gift giver who gives you things based on how good you were throughout the year. You mean subjective. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then this, you know, shitty rich kid gets a yeah. fucking baller ass gift and you get a bundle of sticks. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, why doesn't Santa love me as much as these rich kids? And that's when you interject and be like, Santa Claus isn't real. And then your kid gets to be the asshole kid who tells all the other kids that Santa Claus isn't real. And then he looks a little bit cooler but he's still an asshole. Should we have done a spoiler alert there? What? Well, Dude, just in case. if there are kids who still believe in Santa listening to this podcast, they have terrible parents. So interestingly enough, uh, there is a website called Black Friday Death Count, uh, but it was last updated in 2018. So maybe we made it through a Black Friday without anyone dying due to Black Friday. I think it's more that people are like, oh, man, there's so many people dying. We're going to get so many hits. And then like now with the online presence of most stores and how much how uh, much you could just buy stuff online, people aren't doing Black Friday as much. So it's not as sexy of a thing to be like, this is how many people died. I mean, Amazon pretty much fucking owns Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing I'm going to Google right now. Do they still even do Cyber Mondays or like, is it just yeah, like Cyber all... Monday is a thing. Okay. Uh, record Black Friday sales online, 14% growth. Uh, people spent $7.2 billion on online sales alone on Black Friday. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to assume the majority of that went to Amazon. Amazon. Uh, but no specific numbers. Yes, Cyber Monday is a thing, but I think it's like most places now. Um, from what I saw, they started their sales on Wednesday. Yeah. So like at first it was like just Black Friday and Black Friday was a one day thing. And 